Hey, what's up? It's Casey Coop up in the studio with my bitch, Alabama. Okay, I'm going to stop talking like that now. Uh, too much cold brew coffee. Um, On today's Casey's Freak Show podcast, Alabama, a.k.a. Kelsey Polk, is a stripper, pole dance instructor, bartender, as well as host and producer of the Wicked Woman burlesque show. Her general job title is just badass. We've worked together at the same strip club since my days as a baby stripper. Bama's the queen of the angry sexy dance, uh, tearing up not just the stage, but also the ceiling upside down with her heels dug into it. This bitch don't fuck around. And I'm just so glad I finally got you in here, dude. It took me forever. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I had to cancel that one time and then life's fucking nuts. And then I lost my voice. We're just like busy bitches. Yeah, super busy. Life's nuts, man. Yeah, because now you're hosting and producing the show Wicked Woman. And um, I saw on your Instagram, it's like a celebration of feminine sexuality through movement. And you center each show around like an underappreciated woman from the silent film era? Um, yeah, so we have a couple different shows. Um, our first, uh, our original show started at um, Poor Vu, and it was, um, it's our Wicked Woman show. And um, so for that one, we um, basically like to highlight a Wicked Woman from history who's gone against ooh, the grain of society. Ooh, Wicked Woman, I like that. Um, yeah, so we, um, for... Our new show, El Cid, we're about to do our second one tomorrow. That is more of the silent film one. So in between our like uh, our dance sets, we um, show a silent film. And so that one oh, is cool. more geared towards silent films. Wait, which one is that? That's the one at El Cid called Silent Femmes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you yeah. about that one. So, so. that one is um, definitely, like, quite the production. Like, we put together a whole timeline with the video and all the songs, and it's, like, a 90-minute show. Like, it's a dinner theater experience. Um, you go in, um, doors are at 7, and the show starts right at 8, and then it runs for 90 minutes straight Wait, what's through. the difference, difference between Wicked Woman and Silent Femmes? Um, well, it's our... It's our show it's our same company but like um mm-hmm. the one at poor vu um is just our and that's wicked woman yeah that's they're both wicked woman but we call that one just wicked woman and then the one at elsid is wicked woman presents silent femmes um and the one at poor vu um is a little bit more of a loose structure um it just has we have three sets throughout the night and it's a bar so like you can mingle and chat with your friends and then the show starts um and it's kind of like oh my gosh where are the performers going to be we're kind of all over the place um mm-hmm. and so yeah they're just a little bit different um and then we have one at Sassafras which is totally different yeah so. I just saw it on your Instagram yeah. like you're just at every hip bar in LA I'm like dude we're like trying to those be. are all my yeah. old drinking holes when yeah. I was drinking <laughs> that's like, a wow. goal yeah so that one was we tried out like a saloon girl like Wild West oh gold I love rush. that place too that yeah. place is rad that place is rad they I've have like been. a little um stage balcony yeah. thing are you guys like down Dancing up there? Um, yeah, we experimented with that. Jesus. It was crazy. Yeah, so at that one, we um, have a pole, and at El Cid, we have a pole. Um, but not at the Wicked not Woman at, um, on Poor Vu. Right, not at Poor Vu. How we have... come? <laughs> they just um, didn't want you to. They have a certain vision that they want for their bar. Yeah. Um, they weren't really interested in having a pole. That's mm-hmm. like a hundred-year conversation about the stigma of strippers um they just Mm -hmm. basically didn't want to pull there what kind of um (laughs) they let you guys do like is it a cage or something (laughs) i have a lot i can say about that Mm -hmm. um however so basically they have a bar it's a bar it's a french burlesque themed bar uh okay so um yeah we have a bird cage which uh women do burlesque in and it's great and it's fun um interesting to me that they are cool with a woman being i was gonna say isn't it such a like it's so ironic they're like put the woman in the cage don't let her not on the pole pole. they could pull so much more free you're just like just flying and literally you're a bird trapped in a cage otherwise i know it's i mean it's all weird to me but it's not my bar i don't own it yeah there is there is a certain stigma around the pole in and of itself like oh, even before sure. i started d- stripping it was just like you were about oh you don't want her to end up on the pole I and so it's like it's like a weird like, well if she ends up on the pole she's probably paying her student loans off a lot faster so go fuck yourself i have not been <laughs> paying my student loans off at all oh, me neither but... and now that trump's in office like i'm getting phone calls to do it oh, i'm like no because no. obama had this weird no not a weird thing but after 10 years they were to be forgiven right. i remember that and i'm like 
Okay. So when's no, that? When, I don't think Trump time, is a very forgiving. <laughs> God, I like have more and more bills. Oh, dude, I tried working at a topless bar, as you know, the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Tell me about it. I'm so curious. I like. I was like, okay, I want, I want to go try something new, and I did one night at a topless club. Mm-hmm. Because you and I, you know, we work mm-hmm. at a bikini bar, which to people listening, you wear a top and a bottom. We do give lap dances. It's essentially a strip club, just you don't take off your clothes. Because of the booze situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA has some strict rules, but I was like, I want to try doing a topless bar. And actually, it was super fun to be topless. Totally. Because you just feel so free. Yeah, and so like, free. And I have like little nice titties. tits are bouncing around. But they just... might have like grown lately. My yeah. boyfriend's like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> Maybe. And he's 23 and he's like, no, no. Like my ovaries but i worked there and they had their like mma fighting night which oh, is they brother. set up a cage speaking of cages right. but like an mma cage yeah. that was padded on stage and the strippers actually beat the shit out of each other with boxing <laughs> gloves on and dude i always felt like um at che- at cheetahs where we work um guys always ask me who do you hate here Ugh. like guys are very fascinated with women hating each other right. they're like right. almost i would say invested they in try it to, like pit well everybody that's what people are used to is pitting women against each other yeah it's like almost like they don't even know they're more catty than girls are because i'm like i I like the girls here but at the other place they actually the whole club got completely packed out for the event specifically and the guys were telling me as the girls are boxing on stage they're like man this is great they're like these girls get to work out all their anger at each other and oh, shit. I'm man. like, what? They probably don't have that much anger against each other. I don't know. This looks like. Yeah, it looked like they were just more doing it. Like they gave each other hugs before right. and after. Like they were like their stripper friends. And in the stripper world, you're just like homies. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't super into it. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like a lost baby deer. And everyone in there was like super voluptuous. And I'm just like flat chested, tattooed and like awkward well yeah that's what i was saying like because i have thought about it a million times going to other clubs in la um but and i've gone to vegas and i find a a similar situation where dudes are not super interested in like alternative looking girl with the smaller tits yeah because at cheetahs they fucking love that shit they really i was like yeah i'm the queen of the world and i went to this club and like everyone just stared at me when I tried to hustle them. Like I was like, like a rodent that had right. crawled on their foot. Uh, that's how I am in Las Vegas, and it's just like misery. And I was like trying to do the whole like, like charming, quirky thing. I think my hustle has at Cheetahs, and they were just like, I don't know. I was like making jokes, and they would like take the joke seriously, and be like, uh, oh, "You don't oh, have no. to do that." And I'm like, "No, that's a joke." joke. It's so awkward. Crawl into a hole now. Goodbye, sir. I know. I I did like one stage dance and the guy, one of the guys afterwards was like, oh, you were so cute up there. Like, and that's not what you want to hear after. No, motherfucker. That's not what I was really fishing for. But thank you, sir, for noticing. It made me feel like, because I think I do play up like, oh, I'm like innocent and young thing at Cheetahs. But then at this club, it just translated to like, you're cute to like like it was weird and yeah i think that is a lot of the way in la also because we have this like vision of how like an la girl might look which is you know blonde big giant tits teeny tiny waist um which there are a bunch of those and i am you know oftentimes like wow look at those nice giant tits yeah that'd be nice but (laughs) at the same time um that's you know not me so we get to go to our cool little alternative clubs which i definitely prefer especially coming from portland like that's just feels yeah you started dancing in portland right yeah you and i were both from oregon i just never danced up there because i was really young yeah, I, I passed by a Canby when I was up there, <laughs> and I thought oh, of you. <laughs> it's so funny. People like people in college used to tell me that I passed by the Canby exit and I honked yeah. for you. Canby is like the most podunk, like hick town in Oregon. It's such I've a piece never of shit. actually been, but yes, there's that exit off the I five, and I saw oh, it and I thought of you. Oh. It's... <laughs> There's a lot of churches and meth. Ooh, so yeah, that'll happen in Oregon. But wait, so what are the Portland clubs like compared to um, the LA ones? I mean, honestly, the so the clubs that I've worked at, I've worked at two up there um, that I really like. But um, they're they're a lot like Cheetahs, but like obviously Cheetahs, we have to um, 
you know, wear our bikini, but the vibe is the same, you know, a little bit divey um, with just kind of like cool people. Um, but the difference up in Portland is that they know the etiquette. They know that you're going into a club to spend money. Yeah. And uh, sometimes at it, work, it's like, it's like people just go into our their, work. The, it's a bar. F- yeah, here it's like at... Ch- it, they just happen to be girls dancing behind right, us right, that we're right. not paying. Right, and I think that, um, yeah, like up up there in Portland, um, the clubs, it's a lot um, stricter. The enforcement is a lot more strict. So, like, if... Especially, like, so the DJ sees a dude sitting at the, the rack and not putting any money. He and the rack will... is... That's where um, customers sit right next to right. the stage. Um, <laughs> Just for people who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I we talk to... in stripper terms. I used like to think it was called the trough before I was a stripper. Really? It should, it should <laughs> be. Considering how, like, nasty some of the guys are. <laughs> yeah, but... um, So, yeah, if you're not, you know, sitting at the rack, a DJ might call you out and, like, be like, yo, just so you know, like, a reminder, like, a dollar minimum per like song um and people just know that um and they're they go in there to spend money and like like how they say per thong not per ass it's like just like (laughs) per under panties (laughs) it's a dollar seriously so yeah it's just a different vibe it's like i don't know i i really like the nude clubs um it's just like really it's pretty freeing i like to be able to get up there and just like be naked um I remember you telling but, me that, and yeah. I was like, I want to be naked. And then I tried being naked a year ago at, at a, a private here. nude event oh, yeah, that with one. you. And it was actually, yeah, it was rad being naked, but I felt like super, like a little traumatized the next day. I was a little jumpy because mm-hmm. the whole night, this guy was like feeling up my whole body. Oh, like, the body shot, the body, cocaine blow. Cocaine dude. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he did blow off my ass <laughs> and then like luckily he was too coked out to get a boner or else he, I think he would have tried he to fuck me because everyone was fucking at this event it was weird I mean it was cool but it was weird did that guy tried to hit me up this year yes the, the organizer did you he just hit recently up yeah they're doing it again I might do it did you it. respond yeah dude I might do it I am I immediately de- deleted his text because I was like no I have a boyfriend but <laughs> Because I was trying to switch clubs this week and I went back to Cheetah's, mm-hmm. I'm being, uh, I'm not, I'm not giving some shifts I, and I have a lot of money to make up. This yeah, week. I thought, I think that I'll probably do it. To be honest, he was, I was really? texting him and I was like, should I do it? Well, yeah, you should. I think so. I, I mean, need the money really bad because I missed like right. three or four nights of work. Well, so he was, I basically was like, look, dude, I'm not going to do it if you're mixing like strippers and escorts again. That's, I can't compete with that. And he's like, well, <laughs> like we try to do that, you know, but we are going to have escorts. But like basically strippers aren't going to have the dance rooms. The escorts are. You will get Amazing. paid $600. Oh, my God. I'll do it, too. Yeah. So should I hit him back up? Yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll give you some reference. And we'll go again. back down again together yeah. again because last year we went we drove to like South Central and um, we went to a Taco Bell and got our Taco Bell delivered through like a bulletproof <laughs> glass, like sliding, like where they give you yeah. the money at like banks. Fucking bank teller. But it was like a like, crunch wrap supreme. Are we? <laughs> what is going on? And we're such little like Oregonian like white <laughs> girls. We're like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're we're tough with our tattoos, but like we're like, what's going on here? I feel like we're like secret, like we're just like little pussies when it comes to the world. I know. Oregon's very sheltering, yeah, dude. Very sheltering. I actually noticed it a lot more in this last time that I was back there, more than I ever have. Oh, back in Portland. Back in Portland. Yeah. You were up there a couple of months ago stripping, right? Um. I, well, I went in May to work, and then I was there just at the beginning of July for like a hippie festival oh, yeah. that I go to. I, I. What's that one called again? Oregon Country Fair. I went to that one time, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut out that verb. I went to that one time in college, and. It was it was very smelly. I'm so glad that you've been so you know what the fuck I'm talking Dude, about. Dude, and girls are like, it's funny because it's like one of those free hippie fests. Like mm-hmm. people are hairy. They don't shower. And I love that shit. But the weird part about the hippie fest in like Oregon is like girls are painting their tits. And that's amazing. Like, like everyone's topless and right, painting right. their bodies. But the weird part is there's like always those old oogly eyed dudes at those events yeah. with cameras. The cameras, yeah. And it's like, Why? you might want to just ask just ask the gal first before like taking a photo yeah there's nothing worse than like an old hippie dude they're the creepiest there's some i just don't i I have a really hard time with trusting any men yeah (laughs) these days that is the one downfall i think of dancing is that you get so jaded and you're Mm -hmm. 
you're like, you just start to not trust dudes at all. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of fucked up because not all dudes are shitbags. Yeah, not all dudes are shitbags. I think the only reason I'm not jaded from stripping in that way is because, like, I was raised by my mom, who, as insanely psychopathic as she is, she always tried to protect me in her own crazy way by telling me that men are bad. They're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. They're lying to you. And that actually like blocked me up from intimacy for many years. Right. I've had to work through that. But I went into dancing already hating men, already not <laughs> trusting a single one and just figuring they were all pieces of shit. But I, I don't know. I think like when I look back on all the years that I was like a hate, really hating men and like sleeping all around, thinking they were all awful. Like there's like plenty of guys who rejected me who were like in relationships mm-hmm. or or didn't even want to flirt because they were like in a relationship. Like there's right, really right. good guys out there. There are so many, and so I have to remind myself of that when I'm like really hating hard. I'm like, okay, I know fucking plenty of dudes who are awesome. It's just hard when you have like married guys at work. Just be weird. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, like we have, it's just so interesting when you have your customers come in at work and, and like, you know, their backstory, you know, they're like married with kids and like they get fucking wasted at right. work. And they am, I'm so curious as to like, not, in, not coming from a place of judgment, but coming from a place of curiosity about like, what. It, do you do you fabricate a story like for your family as to where you've been, or is this like an honest and open thing? Oh yeah, or yeah. Like, like, or is or does your wife kind of know and it's unspoken, right? Right? Because some couples just that are married just want to make it work and right. turn a blind eye, and you, we don't know though. I know. I'm always so curious, and mm-hmm. like I said, not coming from a place of judgment. Uh, but just like, what's your story, man? Right. Like, would I be cool with my like husband coming home multiple nights, fucking wasted, reeking of like cigarettes and booze, having known that he just blew like five hundred dollars yeah. on a dancer? I don't know. I'm and not some sure. Cu- but some couples then I go through phases that I've learned where they're like, you go to the strip club, like the wife will say to the husband, you go to the strip club, like. Because it is just kind of like professional flirting. For sure, for sure. And so it's like some people come in as couples to spice up their relationship. And, you know, like I always talk shit about couples in the club. (laughs) More often than not, (laughs) way more often than not, they're disrespectful. They're not tipping. The girl's grabbing her boyfriend's face to look away from the stage to make out with her or just look at her. Grabbing his money like. Away from the stage. But. I I do like when couples are truly there to spice things up and they're both into it. Like, because then, you know, we make double the money off of a couple's Totally, totally. I agree 100%. But I never do couple's up dances. Oh, they give me anxiety. I'm like, who do I sit on first? And the (laughs) whole, like, rule of thumb in the strip world, everyone says is like, okay, hustle the girl first. Like, go up to her make her feel comfortable and sexy. And then when you give a lap dance, pay more attention to her. But it's like... My talent, my <laughs> fucked up talent is like seducing men, I guess. I don't know how to su- seduce a girl. I don't or pretend either. to know. No way. <laughs> God, have you ever? Oh, my God. Guys are such idiots. Sometimes at the club, a guy will bring in a girl, be it his girlfriend, his female friend, his cousin, whatever. Like guys are idiots and they like buy their female friend or girlfriend a lap dance right. or wife. And oh, my God, there's nothing worse than like a woman being bought a lap dance for because like for me at least it's like 90% of the time they like hate me (laughs) yes it's like if they want the lap dance great but oftentimes it's like they don't but like they're trying to like go along go with, along the with it but like they're super uncomfortable and so yeah. like I feel like it's happened to me a bunch of times where they're like can we just talk instead mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah whatever you're comfortable with but like mm-hmm. I know I always want to be like, yo, like you don't fucking have to do this. This is not a place to like be uncomfortable. I would. Yeah, I would like in my heart of hearts rather. I mean, I want your fucking twenty dollars. But if it's going to make you so fucking uncomfortable, it's like such a miserable, miserable experience for us dancers mm -hmm. too to try to work with everyone's discomforts because. You know, we're human, too. We're, mm-hmm. I'm neurotic, too, dude. Like, I'm in my head thinking you don't like me. Right, or this, exactly. You if know? you're, like, making no, like, if you're making, like, no, um, 
movements or anything when you're doing a lap dance. The same thing when you're like fucking a dude and he's like not very vocal. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> Am do I? you like this? <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? Are you doing something wrong? Probably. But like, I noticed like this other dancer, Rain, does an awesome job with like when got people buy girls dances from her she'll always just make it super fun she'll right. like she'll jump and like make them dance together and i try to do that now and that works the best is like make it silly and fun and be like ooh ah oh my gosh we're just mm-hmm. being goofy totally cuz even if they're like can you just sit and talk usually they have nothing to say or nothing nice to say mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't 20 dollars is not worth a 3 minute berating right. you know totally i yeah i know just ugh. The couples. How old are you? <laughs> it's like, come on. Do you have anything more interesting to ask me, please? Seriously, it's, it's like, I don't want to fuck your boyfriend. He's fucking ugly. <laughs> At like, all. I have Absolutely a, not. <laughs> I have a hot boyfriend. Like, ew. Um, so, oh, God. Oh, hot boyfriend. Where's <laughs> Dude, he's been looking crazy this year because he grew out his hair for like a year. That's awesome. So when I met him, he had shorter hair. He was super hot. And now he's looking, he was looking crazy, but he just cut his hair like the other day. And he looks so fucking hot again <laughs> and oh I couldn't fuck for 10 days because I had like a cervical oh, right, right. biopsy yeah, thing yeah. so right after he cut his hair like, my 10 days were up uh, and we've been fucking perfect. like rabbits dude yeah. it's uh, so nice to be fucking again I'm such in nice. better spirits again yeah fucking's good I'm like, why was I all depressed for 10 days? Because <laughs> I, I wonder fuck. why. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been utilizing the Bumble a little bit again. Really? You're days. back on yeah. dating? I thought you fucking had these awful experiences. I had so many. I had that horrible experience with that dude. The who, rich one? Yeah, who did the whole like, ugh, yeah, all the things. Um, <laughs> all of them. All the horrible things. Um and guys, if you have an STD and you fuck, you should probably tell your partner, just so you know. Um, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so um, I was like off the bumble because I was like, fuck this. I hate men. They're all horrible. Um, and then I was really <laughs> fucking horny. And I was like, well, I'm busy. How the hell do I <laughs> do this? So it's been it's been fun. It's been like lighthearted. And like it's been there's been a few dudes. What you're saying is you're just getting dick, right? Yeah. Now, and it's yeah. so lovely. And it's nice. Is and it good dick? Yeah, for the most part. What yeah. happened to your like MMA fighter, dude? Oh, that was a very w- while ago. A little brain dead. Yeah. Who was his name? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't remember like half the guys' names that I fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of those just like white dude names. I don't. I, they're all the same. Brent. Scott. Mark. Mike. Mike. Tom. Joe. I don't know. I think it was Scott. Yeah. That, that's what it was. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're going to go to break and we'll be back soon. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Casey's Freak Show. We're here at Meltdown Comics at 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Thanks for letting us use the studio. And I'm here with Alabama. That's me. And so you are, like, I would say like a professional pole dancer in the sense that, like, you compete in it as kind of a sporting, the sporting end of it, the competition side. Um, like what's that like compared to the strip industry? Um, so it's, it's funny to be called a professional pole dancer. Um, well, I don't know what the phrasing no, is. No, no, I mean, I do that for income. So in both the club and teaching classes and my wicked woman stuff. So yeah, I guess so. I have a lot of like pole that I need to learn. Like I, I would consider myself an advanced person. Yeah, artist, you're but, incredible. How long have you been pole dancing for? Um, oof, four and a half years. I started when I was 26. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I have so much to learn. I'm like always. Whenever I go to class, I take class over at B Spun, um, and I'm a sub teacher there also. But um, whenever I take and B-Spun class, and B Spun is that rad. It's actually like a pole studio, like very close to where we are from Meltdown Comics. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I ever went to for like a week when I started to kind of learn how to walk in the heels and touch yeah. the pole. But it's, it's great. very advanced there. Yeah. Into, you it's, guys are intimidating. It's super advanced. If anybody's like looking to get their asses kicked and like go to the best studio in LA, go check it out. Be spun. Don't like, start there though. Like <laughs> I did. That was no, not. I mean, it's 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 for it's. I don't know. It's go challenge yourself. Take a like an intro class. Um, and it is gonna be hard, but just like keep going. And like strength comes so fast, but flexibility does not. So work on that flexibility, guys. I don't think I have either of those things. I just have like hard. a twerk. That's all I have. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but yeah, so I take classes at Beast One. I um um yeah, I guess what did I, I started 
I took a, when I was 26, I took a pole class up in Portland at Exdesiest Pole Studio, which is great also if you're ever up there, um, just to see if I, because I wanted to be a stripper. And so I was like, I just take a pole class. Maybe, maybe I can do this. I didn't want to like walk into the club because I had like, I was really self-conscious and like suck. So I was like, I'll take a class first. Took a class, fell in love with it, started dancing also. And then I ended up here in LA about three and a half years ago. And I've been Were you like hooked on stripping when you first started? Yeah, I really liked it. It was a big, huge learning curve. Like I... Look, there's I have a fucking like Tumblr of my baby stripper days. And oh my I god, I want to see. It's you can look it up. It's so if funny. it's still there. It's Tumblr and my it's Astrid Jones was my Astrid was my stripper. That's like name. a grandma name. Yeah, dude. I know. What? And I loved it, and everybody was like, "Fuck that!" So I changed it. That's hilarious. I love that we both have like the state names, like Dakota and <laughs> Alabama, know. but we're from Oregon. Neither of us are from either of them. When I first saw my boyfriend, he's like, "What's your stripper <laughs> name?" And so I made him guess, and he because I told him it was a state. He's like, "Oregon." Like, I'm like, no, "Yeah, you that's, dumb fuck." No, <laughs> that's my stripper. Yeah, but anywho, you started in oh, Portland. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started in Portland I was dancing, and then I came down to LA, and I've been at Beespun um, for the last like three and a half years. Um, I also I've been at just like uh, taught out at Infit as well. But um, uh, yeah, I love Beespun. It's always a fucking challenge, and I have so much to learn. I'm constantly just like getting my ass kicked. But it's fun um, to grow and actually get stronger. Because I was yeah. a dancer when I was in high school, and just getting stronger is for sure like addicting. It's, and like you see people like people you have been doing it the same amount of time as you see them like pass you in strength sometimes, and it's really motivating. It's really like okay, like, this is a thing, like, people, like, this is totally possible, you can be a pole dancer at the age of fucking 30, like. Yeah, and nothing will get you in shape faster, oh my God, I feel. seriously, just well, be careful, it's so fucking hard on your body, just, I, I was mean, gonna say, how does your body do that, because I do a fraction of the movements on stage that you and the real pole dancers pull off. Um, I mean, I take a lot of classes, so I do end up, like, getting pretty, like, properly stretched, um, Stretching is something that you can totally do incorrectly, um, and so that's a thing. Um, but a lot of people, um, a lot of pole dancers uh, do cross training, If it, even if it's just, like, yoga. Like, um, yeah, I suggest doing something that's yoga-ish so that you're getting your stretching um, a yeah. lot throughout the week. Because that, for me at least, is the most important thing. When I don't stretch stretching. before work, like... You'll hurt yourself. I've thrown up my back right. a couple times. And I'm 28. Yeah. How old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I'm 30. I turned 30 in January. Oh, my God. So exciting. Isn't crazy. it weird? Yeah. I know. We're both just like, <laughs> how is that a thing? But you're like, you're more in shape than ever, it seems uh, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I am stronger than I used to be. There's always, like, I'm always trying to be stronger because I... There's so many things that, like, I'm like, oh, if I was just a little stronger, I could do this or that, do that. or whatever. Well, but... you and our friend Noel, Noel is the co-producer of Wicked yeah. Women. You guys always have pictures on Instagram using different apparatuses. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's a, a hanging hoop that Noel's in big yeah. on. The and Lira, yeah. what's that crazy ass? It's like a pole that's only attached to the ceiling, oh, but not yeah. the floor. You guys, like, swing around yeah. and do fucking <laughs> tricks on it. So when we were told at uh, the Poor Vu venue that we couldn't have a pole on the ground, <laughs> we motherfucking ordered a pole that hangs from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's crazy. It Like, the pole swings, and the girls are still doing their tricks yeah. on it. It's fucking it's, wild. It's, look it up. It's just like Google flying pole or aerial pole. It's the n- most nuts. It is so much harder than anything <laughs> I have ever done. It's mm-hmm. like... I am burnt out after like 15 minutes of rehearsing on that thing because you're up in the air the whole time. You're not like, I mean, you can come down for a rest, but like at Porvu, for example, like you, um, the whatever apparatus you're on. So for example, the aerial pole, you have a cue for the rigger and he brings you up to performance height, which is fucking high. So like you're off the ground. You're not like, you can't just like hop on down to the ground. You're like super far up. Jesus. So if you're on an aerial pole, you're on a fucking pole like 10 feet above the ground and you better fucking like do know some solid tricks. Do you like that or what's the hoop called? Uh, the Lyra. The Lyra. Yeah. Um, I. Like, which one do you like more? Are you even uh, into that one? I know Noelle is uh, super into the Lyra. Um, I should really force myself to uh, be like cross training on all of the apparatuses, especially the. <laughs> The bigger um, our little wicked woman thing gets the we've had some like 
inquiries about like, hey, I want like Ariel at blah, blah, blah bar. And we're like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really know. Wait, other bars are wanting you guys to perform. Yeah, we've had some emails and stuff. So we have a lot of it's growing. It's like it's cool. It's like you guys have sort of brought the strip world out to the regular bars in the sense that like people who wouldn't necessarily hit up the strip club are getting more comfortable with seeing women be sexy kind of like the burlesque world has made that sexiness accessible yeah um noel on our at our sassafras show was like you realize we just like totally like at this venue we completely just like normalized pole like people yeah people, people are one way or the other they're like okay you're on a pole, you're a stripper, or, like, you're on a pole, you're basically an Olympic gymnast. Yeah, so what, like, I was kind of mentioning before, I've noticed that some girls who only dance pole in the studio right. hate on strippers. Yeah, it's a pro. It's a, what, well, what is the difference, and how do you feel about all of that? Um, well, it's a, it's, it's a constant battle within the pole community. Um, but I do think that recently there, so, so basically, yes, pole originated, the sexy side of pole originated from fucking strippers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's no question about that. I don't know why people would argue. I don't, because they're crazy. I don't know. They just um, have so much, there's so much shame attached to right. stripping that they're like, I don't want to be they're, associated right. with that. So I'm just a strong, I, I just I'm happen a, to wheel seven, wear seven inch heels right. I'm on this pole. I'm a bored housewife and I hate strippers because my husband spends all that money. <laughs> um, no. So there's been a, um, I should be careful how I like tread upon this. <laughs> um, so yeah. So there has been a divide um, with women using the pole as in a studio specifically for pole fitness, they don't want anything to do with it, with a stripper. There Even was though a they like, dress like strippers, right. they just pay to do it instead of get paid to do it, right. which pisses me off. For sure. And there was a whole hashtag started that was like hashtag not a stripper. <clears throat> because and the pole dancers in the studio... Didn't want their videos being misinterpreted like right. they were a sex worker, mm-hmm. even though like right. the whole art form, their outfits, their heels, the dance totally. itself, the totally. sensuality involved. Because it's like if you want to go do the the rings like at the Venice Beach, right. you know, that's you can get strong yeah. off of that. But it's a sensuality involved with the pole right. that comes from the strip club. Right. It's, it's sexual. Right. And also, but there is a whole nother like side of pole, which is like it's not necessarily the sensual side. It's definitely like very power pole. And like you are a gymnast on um, a vertical um, pole. And that's fucking great. Too. Yeah, it's I saw a video online really, of like a little girl doing it. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's, it's like fun. My mind, like people are, you have to be so so strong and flexible to be able to do that shit, and mm-hmm. like it's amazing. Um, but like you can't like since that if you're choosing the pole as your apparatus, even if you're not doing sexy style, it still came from you know strippers, and that's how it got brought into the world as an mm-hmm. exercise form and um just i you know it's like don't bash it it doesn't have to be your style but like it's somebody else's style so like if you're going to participate yeah. don't like don't what what is some pole person was saying um i don't remember who it was uh was saying um don't sanitize pole like do oh, like do your style but don't fucking sanitize it and that's so yeah. true it's like everybody has a different like draw to it and like I am drawn towards the sexy side of it like I could not like I see so many like contemporary dancers take to pole and it's you know beautiful awesome. but like I look like a flailing fucking like, <laughs> fish I, I think you were right dry. though when you because before I ever did that one nude event mm-hmm. like we were saying I had never done even topless. And there's something just so freeing. Like when I was at the the topless club, like also having a spinning pole, which we don't have at our club. It was just like a different experience. Oh, yeah. They are changing that. He ordered it. He ordered it? Yes. It was so fun. And I was just like telling Craig, our DJ, that the next step is just letting me be topless. But that's okay. It's it's better. No, It's a difference, though, because working at a bikini bar, you're not even taking your top off. There's like a different level of expectations, Mm -hmm. which makes it easy for us, a.k.a. no touching. Right. You know? Yes, for sure, which I appreciate because I don't really care to be touched. To be same. quite honest, so same, yeah. So that's um, nice. But you went to do a competition, a pole competition oh. in Vegas recently. No, it wasn't in Vegas. Uh, so I did two 
competitions in this last year. Uh, one of them was the Dance Filthy competition, and that was in Orlando. Yeah, you won at that one, yeah, right? Yeah, I won the uh, the amateur division. Cool. Um, yeah, and then my good friend Liz won the pro, and so we had two LA girls Yay! representing, which was really cool and fun, and I loved that. And the Dance Filthy competition is exactly what it is, Dance Filthy. So that was a lot more my style. Um, I dressed up as Donald Trump and had like a oh, yeah. ripaway suit. That and was then amazing. Was dressed as the devil underneath. That was and so creative, dude. It, it was amazing. It was really fun, and it was right. It was literally like two days before the election. Yeah. And so it it had a lot more comet like comedy to it, and like now at this point, it's like much darker, not funny. Um, but and then so I did that, and that was in Orlando, and that was fun because I'm from Florida originally. But like. Then I did a competition here in L.A., Pacific Pole Championships, and that was really fun, and that was a huge learning experience because it's different, um, a lot more, like, criteria to meet. Um, and I only did that one because they introduced an exotic category um, wait, this th- year. So there, wait, at pole competitions, they don't just have exotic dancing? Like, that's not... No, what? no exotic, so that's a whole other thing. It's very new to the pole competitions because hmm. um, it has been very, like, gymnast-oriented. Like, the... Yeah. Like, you know, oftentimes the categories for performance are like dramatic, entertainment, like not sexual, yeah. not sexy, not sexual. Right. And they're, you know, like we're slowly like working towards like, you know, like for one of this competition, like you used to not be able to expose your gluteal fold, which are is the <laughs> butt, the butt, the your fold, butt cheeks, the fold where your butt meets your leg. Oh my god! Um, but now you can, and so like people's eyes are getting opened, and it's a slow process, just like everything. But like we need to, you know, be like grateful for the steps that we're making along the way. I think so, um, and I think the internet's helped a lot, like because of just strippers being open and sex workers definitely. being open. That like. People are just getting more comfortable with all that. Yeah, it's becoming solidarity. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's really nice. So, yeah. So, I, the only reason I did that competition was because of the exotic category. Because I'm not trying to be a contemporary dancer on the pole. It's just not my style. Um, it's like, a, I'm a stripper. very difficult style that I don't have the training in. And I, like, have a different, like, way that I like to move my body. But, um, yeah. So, I did that one. And so, it was a, lo- it was a lot of training. A little bit more, like... I mean, the other one was a lot of training, too, because you want to fucking have a perfect routine. Uh, But, um, yeah, this one was good. It was a learning experience. You get feedback from all the judges. and I play. uh, Oh, God, I always hated feedback from judges. Like, whenever there's random comedy shows where, like, they have people critique you after, and I'm like, or just open mics, and I'm like, actually, I'm going to bounce before the critique because I hate it. I mean, it was on paper. Like, we didn't know which judge said what you got got it in, like, your email. But it was a nice experience because... you just kind of, you know, you get to learn what it's like to fucking prepare a routine, to choreograph a routine, um, to you get, you know, your professional feedback and you get like videos or photos if you want. I ended up getting like requesting a video because it's nice to have a professional video and like be able to reflect upon like what you did. And I ended, I ended up, uh, what did I, mm, I got second in my division. That's so. amazing. And you're back at Cheetah's. Yes, How <laughs> are you doing? I know because you took a break from the strip club, which yeah. in our industry is like completely <laughs> normal and it's healthy oh yeah Yeah. i get burnt out dude which is why i only do three days and it's like there's so much positive to it yeah but it's also just it's a lot of mental energy so much mental energy i was so burnt out and like feeling really lost in life and like drinking a fuck ton like right all i would want to do was like get fucking like blasted like when I was at work be like tequila shots all I've night been long there, been there and like then I would fucking drive home like that is mm-hmm. just like you can't fucking do that that was me before I got sober I was like waking up the next day every day like I need to stop this right. cycle right but then it like my alcoholism would make me forget by 5 p.m and for I was sure, drinking again for sure for sure yeah so I had to I just I wasn't I would go in and I would get so fucked up and like not make any money because you can't like I some people can a lot of people can I would just like lose my energy lose my hustle I'd get mm-hmm. fucking angry like 
I would overreact when people would tell me no for a lap dance and like because it <laughs> it's like, like I have to put like essentially before I go to work I have to be like making gratitude lists I have to be meditating right. I have to be stretching and getting yeah. in my in the mental space of like gratitude and like separating myself emotionally from the guys and yeah. what they want so I go in there pretty stoked most of the time you know I did have some burnout like which is normal yeah. um, but I put up a wall there because guys say the weirdest things dude like I was working the other night and like a guy who I ended up hustling hard because I could navigate his sort of nagging mm-hmm. and like put him back in his place I'm really like it's again it's a lot of mental energy right. you're like corralling these dudes like they're farm animals just verbally you know and he just so casually asked me in like casual conversation out of nowhere so have you been raped and I got oh my god I was like no and I I literally just said no as if he asked if I liked pea soup you know and I and that's like not something I think the average Joe can do is roll through a conversation like that and that could be potentially triggering to many women and just put him back in his place Mm -hmm. in a charming way and then make 80 bucks off the dude who wasn't going to spend any money and that's why I have to get in the mental zone of positivity and gratitude before I go to work because otherwise I will not make a dollar you know it's 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 hard these guys are weird these guys are some of them are weird so many of them yeah I just yeah yeah I so I've been I've been back at (laughs) Cheetah's let's see mid-July I think this is like my third or fourth week third week back and it's been nice I've had um I like have not been drinking there I had one shift where I like was drinking and didn't make any fucking money and I was just like dude this is like not a fucking this isn't my volunteer job like no I'm down a bartending job so like I'm not just coming in here to fuck around like I have bills that I have to pay and like it was really a like which is why I think I'm gonna do that nude event again yeah that's gonna be I I I swore it off after last year but I think they make up the difference if we don't make a certain amount of money yeah we guarantee we're guaranteed to walk with what 600 he said because that's what because yeah because I was like well I'm not gonna fucking do shit except for like dance I'm yeah. not going to, I'm just going to dance and I'll go sit back in that fucking dressing room. It was room. so funny because last year, so it was like four of us girls from our strip club who went down to this private event and they're like, last year the girl, the strippers like got all over each other and they made like a so thousand on stage fun. alone, but you were butt naked. So we paired up two and two and it was like, <laughs> you were with the other girl and I was with the other girl. So we were not together, but the other stripper and I got all over each other. We're like butt naked. We're like rubbing our sweaty bodies together, pretending like we're into it. And all the guys are just staring at us like we're farm animals and sprinkling like $5 on us. I know. It was so like demoralizing. I know. I know. And we were like really hustling hard for dances because there were escorts. And so we were like, shit, we gotta fucking like (laughs) wrangle these motherfuckers. And then they all want fucking like handies and blowies <laughs> and, and bjs because like it's like they don't care how pretty we are because there's girls that will fuck them which yeah. is fine and great and wonderful and do what you have to do for your money um but but like, we can't compete with that don't you can't strippers and escorts should not be working the same event no you know what has pissed me off this last year i noticed i'd never noticed before at the strip club was this last year particularly maybe from what i hear around town it's been like a dry season money-wise for even sex workers oh my god i this last year i saw multiple hookers come into our club with a client or come and hustle our guys in the club oh, for damn. their own personal business. And I could tell what they were doing. And I sort of talked to the other strippers. Like, is she hustling our customers like a prostitute? And, you know, like this isn't people think prostitute, like homeless girl on the street. No, these are like professional escorts. Yeah. It's a dry season, I I guess. But that pissed me off really badly you're because like, oh, you're pulling it. the few guys right, right. who are going to spend money on me wearing my bikini for sure you know that shit pissed me yeah, off really bad. most definitely yeah damn dry season for everybody that's fucking <laughs> right shitty um yeah so we'll see how that event goes i guess i'll get to my question i ask all my guests which is what does being free mean to you what does being free mean um i think uh i don't know i think just being knowing yourself being comfortable in your skin um and just just being f- like tr- being true to yourself because I feel like once you're like okay 
with you, then so many doors can open because you're kind of just at peace and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. This is what I'm going to do. And like, it's a constant struggle for me and it's getting easier. I really feel like I turned 30 and, and while this year has been a fucking struggle, it's also so many doors have opened and like, yeah, because of you and Noelle's shows, it's like, right. you're, I feel like you're really hustling yes. in life. Yeah. So, so I mean, freedom, I think is just freedom from like what society might expect from you absolutely and because if you're constantly concerned about that you know it's like you know like recently noelle and i pissed some uh burlesque person off and it was like okay well we can either how did stress you about that uh we just she just thought that there was something we were doing that was too similar to what she was doing and it's just she can go fuck herself really but um but if we had like if we had really like dwelled upon that and like was we were if we were worried about what the fuck like she thought of us then like that would have been so je- detrimental to like what we're trying yeah, to do Yeah you so. you guys have like started with Wicked Woman and it's built and it's grown you guys have like people going to all the shows yeah. I've heard so many good things about it from so many yeah. so many people and you've expanded and it's like you know what I've noticed in like my own creativity and my writing and my comedy is there's always going to be someone trying to be a roadblocker For sure It's not that you mow them down but you, you just can have to them like down nicely. <laughs> you just have to work with and around. Yeah, you can like you can blockers. You know, for sure. For sure. The bigger your thing gets, the more definitely pushback. Right, and so I think that that is like definitely like one of the things that means to be free is that like you're not letting these things get in your way because if you do, then you probably will fail. And so I'm not saying like you know like if a roadblock yeah does come your way like don't you don't have to be a fucking cunt about it but like you know, like kind of rise above and be like, okay, well, I'm going to deal with this situation in this way. I'm going to be as professional as I can because I like to avoid conflict. I am not like, I don't like doing I think that. that's an Oregonian thing because I feel like growing up in Oregon, I, I was like absolutely the same way yeah. until I lived in LA for six years and I yeah. sort of had to change with right. it. And I, and I think that like, I think so like avoiding conflict, but like I don't think that avoiding I don't think I should avoid dialogue. And I think that I get those two things conf- like put together in a ball and like we're all fucking grownups. And like, for example, if we piss this girl off, like there didn't need to be a confrontation. What needed to happen was a dialogue. It's a conversation. Hey, like, Absolutely. Like, why do you think this is like, what's the problem instead of like Noel having to like sit on a phone call for 10 fucking minutes, having this girl fucking yell at her about something that like, why? isn't really necessarily hers in the first place it's a really long story and it doesn't the details don't matter but just yeah it's just to be free is just to be comfortable in who you are and yeah you were kind of talking a little earlier when you said just not caring what other people think like I think obviously that's a big part of stripping is like there's always going to be so many people judging it so many people trying to like make me stop stripping Mm -hmm. And um, I was just talking to some friends today about how I've gone to a place with my own mental health where I like myself. And that's the only thing now. Because yeah. I've always felt some level of shame about right. stripping because of societal pressure. For sure, for sure. But I don't really anymore. I don't anymore either. I've gotten, I've had to have so many conversations with like my mom and like, it's just like exhausting. And I'm just kind of at a place where it's like, okay. I'm not going to, I don't need to change your opinion because I don't give a fuck, but like, let's just, if we're having the, if we're butting heads about this, let's, if we're never going to come to like any kind of agreement, let's just not, let's move on. This is something that yeah. I do. This uh-huh. is a fucking job. Like, get the fuck Dude, over Dude, every time I post something stripping related on my Instagram, maybe like a selfie at the club or anything, my mom unfollows me and she'll let me know that <sighs> by re- re-following me the next day. Oh my God. She just, cause she doesn't. Don't want to talk about anything. She was never given tools of communication, so mm-hmm. her thing is aggressive, passive aggression. Right, and she'll unfollow me, and then she'll refollow me to let me know that she unfollowed me. Right, right. And it's just like it's this endless cycle. Yeah. But you know, it's and I have been resenting my dad a little lately because we've always had a good relationship, but he's kind of grown distant. I think partly because of stripping and partly because of some other stuff yeah, yeah. in in his own life. Um, that's painful, and you know, people close down sometimes. But I have been like. like sad I want my dad to like really embrace me but I think 
it's just like parents think they've done like failed if you become a sex worker yeah. that's like the standard right in in traditional right, right. culture american culture like your daughter is a sex worker you failed as a parent it's like no they no, didn't they like didn't. i'm thriving it doesn't have anything to do the reason that i dance doesn't have sh- anything to do with my mom it's not like oh i have parent issues i'm gonna go be a stripper mm-hmm. like that is the case for some people mm-hmm. you know but like not for me and not for a lot of people so like that's a whole thing that's a whole nother goddamn conversation of like how to like get rid of the stigmas that we have which is slowly 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 happening you know we're here talking so that's something right um so where can people a find you online and b how can they see the your your shows this episode's coming out this Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Um, so you can find my personal Instagram at Kelsey underscore Alabama. Um, and then Wicked Woman's Instagram is uh, Wicked Wicked Woman. Um, and that has all the updates about all of our shows. Um, we're currently at three venues right now. We're at Sassafras, Porvu, and El Cid. So rad. Um, we have an El Cid show actually tomorrow. So this will come out the day after. But um, so August um, 17th, we'll be at Porvu. Um, stay tuned for the Sassafras update. It'll be either the 20th or the 27th. We're not sure yet. Um, and then the next El Cid show after tomorrow's is going to be on Labor Day. So everybody come. It's on Monday the 4th. Oh, cool. I want to come. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, people will be maybe exhausted from the weekend, but come. It's like a dinner theater. So that's like a draw. So basically this month, the 17th at Porvu, sometime at Sassafras, the 4th of September, um, at El Cid and then yeah on our um, Instagram and our Facebook is Wicked Wicked Woman as well and these are just like big shebangs of like Lyra and Pull and Cage yeah. and Striptease and just it's, like they're just it's badass everything we had somebody tell us he was like telling somebody he's like yeah well okay so you do burlesque your troupe does burlesque and Wicked Woman Troop does literally everything, everything. else. Everything. From fire to contortion <laughs> to pole to aerial pole to fucking Lyra to fucking anything. Like, I, fuck, I just ordered fire fans. Like, that's Oh, I saw that. Thing. You guys yeah. were, like, training yourself yeah. for, like, yeah, a funsy. Yeah. Um, one of our coworkers at um, Cheetahs does fire. I can't yeah, remember that's... her name there, but I know her real life name. Yeah, that's, um... the, cool, <laughs> that's the cool thing about um, Cheetahs. Is Sasha that... is her name there, right? Sasha? She goes by Sasha. No, 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 no. She's the tall gal. Oh, the, the new. I don't. I don't know her. Yeah. Her stripper name. She's really yeah, pretty. I didn't want to blast her real name in case that's an anonymity thing. I never know. Some people care. Some people don't. But yeah, the uh, Sasha. I think. Okay, rad. So yes. follow her. Um, <laughs> thanks to my producer Mason Booker, and again Meltdown Comics at seventy five twenty two Sunset, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>